following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. a hub day edition of Main Street Sports Day on the program. Our weekly visit, talking NASCAR with WCYB TV's Heather Williams. Also, Wes Rucker, fresh off Rockin' Hank. He will be joining us coming up in uh, around 3 o'clock Central later on today. Talk a little college baseball, the balls in particular, as they get ready for their Super Regional against the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Also, our Daily Braves chatter, and it is Wild and Wacky Wednesday, so buckle up. Here are your hosts, the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yow. Welcome in to this Wednesday edition. Glad to have you guys with us. It's been a fantastic start to the week, so we're going to keep it rolling here and get you to the, the backside. We love the backside of the week as we continue to get ready for Super Regionals, which are headed your way uh, starting Friday in Knoxville. I think there's, is there one Thursday? Is there at least a game on Thursday or they're all on Friday? They're Sorry. all either Friday or Saturday starts, yeah, no I believe. Yeah. Well. I don't know of any Thursdays. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll, softball can take uh, center stage. Center stage, so. Yeah, so the, we're going to keep talking about the uh, Super Regionals. Obviously, the Knoxville Regional uh, Super Regional with Notre Dame coming to town. And Wes Rucker will break that down for us. Man, what a, uh, what a day it, it was today. Supposed to be scattered thunderstorms, and I guess they scattered everywhere but Columbia because I've not seen any Shh. anywhere. Uh, yeah. This guy, Mo. And here's the thing. This is the same guy, though. This is the type guy that would say he would sit in a press box at a baseball game. Man, this thing's going by. Man, this game is rolling right along or something like that. You know, he'd actually say it out loud. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he would. I mean, clearly. There's no reason not to. I mean, Mm. have you have you met me? I'm Mm. I'm no jinx. Mm. I'm not the guy who pulls the seven and three quarters out of the hat. (laughs) Instead of you not seen the Andy Griffith episode. Where they try to rig up a, a, a raffle, <laughs> and he instead of pulling the right ticket out, he pulls out the hats. Lord, Here that's, we go. that's that's not me. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh man, <laughs> you know when I was getting ready for today's show, uh, I was I was typing out some of the scores and for the rundown, and I, I got to looking, and. <laughs> I was like, "Where? What happened to the sounds?" Well, they got rained out last night, and so they're playing a double header tomorrow, and that means that Ethan Small's start got pushed back yet another day. And I was looking on Twitter. I don't know. Have you seen this guy? Like, there's a there's a picture of Ethan Small. Look. He he actually looks like one of those old school pitchers because his jersey—he's so skinny. His mm-hmm. jersey just kind of hangs. I off did of not him. realize how skinny he was until we were down there for media day a few weeks ago and got a chance to actually see him up close and in person. I don't know. 
He's incredibly small. Yeah. I guess I, that's, it, well, <laughs> that's, that's not ironic at all. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I was looking through that and I thought, man, this is, this is incredible. But anyway, uh, good. Yeah. I guess that helps with, uh, you know. Well, I mean, so. what, it, it's just kind of incredible that, that he can generate the type of velocity that he does at his size, really. It, it is. Um, if, if you're, six four two fifteen is what he's listed at. Okay, no. I don't think he's too anything. anything. <laughs> yeah, it'd be that. I would be surprised. I mean, I'd give him one ninety five. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, if I put him on a scale right now, I'm not betting on over two. No, I'm I'm taking the under on two. <laughs> yeah, and certainly uh, on two fifteen. If you're headed to First Horizon Park tonight, uh, they're giving away a straw front hat so it's a red hat and the, the front is like is looks like woven straw with a logo on the front snapback um so that's interesting it's not the worst thing i've ever seen no it's 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 an okay hat it's not bad hmm. it, okay it, does it looks better than it sounds it does, it does. <laughs> uh um perfect uh, for the start of cma fest this week i guess so <laughs> i tell you hats. who was disappointed with the rain out last night was um Charles Pulliam, our friend from the Williamson Herald, because he, he he and Carrie were taking one of their dogs because it was tail, tail wagging Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. That's unfortunate. And it was supposed to be peanut free night. All the peanut free night people. Mm. That's sad. Hopefully they'll redo they'll do that again. I, I thought of you guys last night when I was at home um scrolling through Facebook because one of my Facebook friends lives down in Memphis. And apparently she and a friend are doing a Taco Tuesday, uh, Taco Tuesday. tour Ooh. in Memphis. They're going around to different um, Memphis restaurants, apparently, and, and having tacos on Tuesday. So I, I, I'm okay with this, JP. Maybe we should do that here in Columbia. Sure. As long as they're soft shell, right, Mo? <laughs> hey, y'all can do what you want to, man. Corn, baby. Got to get the fried corn. It's just not fun. Otherwise, I can't. I can't find her post now. Well, I, I could do some tacos on a Tuesday. Sure. I mean, we just go to a different taco joint on a mm-hmm. Tuesday and report back on Wednesday of, of what you what you found. Yeah, that's, this is not a bad idea. This may be a new segment. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll get amigos to sponsor or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I mean, amigos would have to be your first stop. I would exactly. Think, if that's yeah. the case. We do have some sports to talk about today. We'll start uh, opening tip. Mo, I, I thought this was a little surprising, but not nearly. I guess nowadays it's not as surprising as it would have been, I guess, what, two years ago? Um, three-star point guard out of East Nashville, Jalen Jones announced on his Twitter yesterday that he wants to see change, and he's willing to be the start of the change as he committed to Tennessee State University. Staying home and, well, I guess technically headed to the other side of town. But, you know, 26th and Jefferson, going to sit there and hoop a little bit for the Tigers. It's a pretty big deal. 5'11", 160-pound point guard, like you said, out of East Nashville. The Eagles won the um, 
Class 2A state champ. Sorry, how, how, how big did you say it was? 5'11", 160, according to 24-7. That is not what it says on his Twitter bio. Surprise. What's his Twitter Six bio? 6'1". <laughs> Surprise. I'm, I'm, I'm just reading. Hey, man. I, me too. I'm just saying. We, some... we report, you decide. You know, <laughs> I, had, um, I saw him. And I would lean toward the five eleven. <laughs> I'm just saying, but um, but he's very dynamic at any height, and um, you know, I'm I don't know who else he was considering besides Tennessee State, but I think he's well, he, going he to was be. on he was on the LSU board. Remember, wasn't he? He was either committed to LSU or I know he had an LSU offer, an Ole Miss offer, and a Wake Forest offer. But I thought he was committed to LSU at one point, and then the Will Wade thing happened. That would that would explain that. But no, he he's very talented. I mean, we got a chance to see him in those state quarterfinals against Summertown, and uh, he he's the real deal. And in the Ohio Valley Conference and playing for Penny Collins, he's. He's going to have a chance to really maximize his ability, I think, and and he's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, no doubt. So congratulations to to Coach Collins and the Tigers for picking up a massive recruit. That's a pretty big get. It is. And, and I think anytime TSU in particular can get a get a kid to stay home. I mean, there's a lot of talent in Nashville, as as Penny knows, having played in Nashville himself. So. Uh, it's a big get. JP, I'm going to send yes, it to you real quick. We got a, another short rundown. Uh, okay. So I will let you take it over and tell us what happened yesterday and give us tonight's schedule on the rundown. Here's the rundown. All right. On National Best Friends Day and National Name Your Poison Day, I told you I was going to do that. I there found you go. it. Uh, also, National Oopsie Daisy Day or Upsie Daisy, Oopsie Daisy. But it's got it spelled Upsie. Yeah, they've got it spelled Upsie. U P S Y. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Oopsie. Yeah. Oh, oh. I've never heard of Upsie Daisy. Oh, what? Oh, not O P P. O O P. That's why. Oopsie. Are you down with O O P? You know me. You know me, and you know that it's time for the rundown as we got Tuesday results in Major League Baseball. The Reds 14-8 winners over the D-backs uh, last night. Uh, also, <laughs> we got Orioles 9-3 winners over the Cubs. Rays over the Cardinals. Uh, this was in 10 innings, 4-2 your final there. The Braves, uh, what is it, six in a row? Six. Six. Oh, we're going to two hands with the win streak. That's two win streaks in a row. <laughs> That's right. Three two winners over the Oakland Athletics and the Phillies downed the Brewers Ooh. three to two. Brewers can't even help us out, man. Come on, Brew Crew. Um, game four of the Lightning and Rangers Eastern Conference Finals of uh, Stanley Cup, and it was the Lightning four one winners over the Rangers. That series now tied at two games apiece. All while the Avs are waiting and resting. Or rusting. Or rusting. That's always the question. WNBA last night. New York Liberty over the Lynx of Minnesota, 88-69. Seattle, 72-60 winners over Atlanta. 
Today's schedule, D-backs are uh, still in Cincinnati, the Queen City, 540 first pitch central for that. All these times central, by the way, because that's where we are. Cubs at Orioles, uh, 605, unlike our next guest, by the way. Cardinals at Rays, 610. Uh, A's at the Braves, 620. Phillies at Brewers, 710. The Sounds back in action after the rainout last night in Norfolk in town. 705 first pitch, and uh, as Chris mentioned, doubleheader coming up tomorrow, 535, by the way, for that. Women's College World Series, the championship series, Oklahoma versus Texas, game one tonight, 7.30 on the Mothership ESPN. And uh, we've got, uh, what is this, TNF? Thursday and Friday. Track and field. Track and field. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) National championships, track and field. As uh, Chip mentioned yesterday, the final, uh, one of the final legs of the uh, athletic season for college athletics, 6.30 tonight on the Deuce out in Eugene, Oregon. NBA Finals, Game 3 tonight in Boston. Uh, Warriors and the Celtics, 8 p.m. Series tied at one game apiece. That game on ABC. And WNBA tonight, Chicago's at Washington, 7 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. That is your Wednesday Rundown. Back to you. And we'll take a quick break. We will have Heather Williams. WCYB TV coming at you on the other side of the break, so stick around. NASCAR on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731. 5731 and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. 
Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Pat, and J.P. Plant with you here on this Wednesday. What a day, what a day. A beautiful day it has been. Excited about uh, our next segment as we get a chance to talk to Heather Williams of WCYB-TV about a little NASCAR, and we are just a few weeks away now. From the Ally 400, so is that a is that a rotary phone ringing in the background, Heather? <laughs> I actually got, think that might be my cell phone. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, it's a, it, it sounded like an old landline. Like <laughs> I was like, okay, that's that's interesting enough. But uh, Heather Williams, WCYB TV, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> I'm old school, man. I got to have I the love old school it. ringtone. Oh, we were, I was talking about that with somebody earlier today about, about landlines. Like, when's the last time you made a phone call from a landline? Like, I don't remember the last time I made a phone call from a landline. So My mom still has her, her landline phone. Oh, there you go. Uh, the last landline call I made would have been sometime in March of 2020. Yeah. Before we got sent home. And yeah, didn't get to come back, back. ever. Yeah. <laughs> Never got the chance <laughs> yeah. to come back. Yeah, so yeah. Well, I haven't had a landline in my house since two thousand and one. So, wow, it took me a little longer to get rid of ours, but then I realized that the only people that were calling me were either solicitors or bill collectors, neither of which I want to talk to anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, so, right. <laughs> so, so it wasn't any big deal getting rid of it. It's a lot easier to get rid of if, if if nobody knows the phone number except the 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 telemarketers. I barely remember what it was. I, you know, it's funny. I do you do you remember your childhood phone number? Because I, I remember, remember my, my I remember my childhood phone number because my parents still have it. Oh. Yeah, that's what I was to say. My that's mom phenomenal. still has hers, the same one I had as a kid, so I still know it. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Yeah, uh, mine was not that. I, I, my dad does not have it, but that's interesting. Oh well, you know that's. Definitely not about NASCAR, but <laughs> it's, well, I mean, you know. We knew you'd come back fault. at some point. No, it's no, okay. It, it, I it's just Chris's made, fault. I just made a left turn. Yeah. So make I don't three, get a ding on make, that. Make three more. No, we don't have dings. <laughs> That's remember? right. We, have, we don't have dings anymore. What happened? To the, this is no Work up some new toys. <laughs> All right. Anyway, the. Ding. Thank yeah, you. There you go. Thank you. The Enjoy Illinois 300 presented by Ticket Smarter. This is the worst. This may be the worst NASCAR race name in the history of time, Heather. Oh, no. You haven't been a fan very long then. There's been some bad ones. I don't know. I mean, there's been some weird wasn't ones. There one, wasn't there one in Kansas like last year or the year before that was like the Racy McRace Face 400 yeah, or something like that? Yeah, but that's funny. This no, is just not. dumb. It's terrible. <laughs> I, if you I know, I guess if you like know the one, backstory behind Racy McRace face, that that makes sense. But it, it's it's a it's a meme, right? So it's goofy. There was also this one is bad. called like the Your Name Here, four hundred. I don't remember that one. Of course, I, there was, you I have think to, it was 
You also have to remember, I wasn't a NASCAR fan for about 20 years in between the 90s and 2014. I think so. it was when, I think it was like a Crown Royal sponsored race and they let somebody have a contest where they got to put their name on the race. Oh, okay. Kind of like the, what was the bowl game? The Jimmy Kimmel Bowl <laughs> that we had last year. Yeah. Well, the, it just, this is just a, this is just a dumb name. I, I enjoy Illinois 300 and we're, we're doing it, you know, I, Anyway, on top of everything else, it was a fantastic race. One of the best races of the year. And then it's ruined by Joey Logano and Kyle Busch finishing one, two. <laughs> oh, come on. It's rent. They rent it. <laughs> I mean, that's a subjective opinion, but I'll tell you what, Joey Logano is darn good at going to these tracks that NASCAR's never been to before mm-hmm. and winning. He won the first dirt race at Bristol. He won the race at the Coliseum. Now he run he won this race at Gateway, the first uh, Cup Series race at Gateway. So I mean, whatever it is, he's able to go in where nobody's raced before and come out with a win. Yeah, I, and that's you know one of the things about Logano is that he he's and we talked about this with uh, you know just the fact of being a a veteran and understanding how how to survive at places that you've not uh, raced at before. Because, you know, it takes an entire team to be able to make sure your your crew is right, your tires are right, your, you know, your car's set up correctly for a place like that. And and this 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 team, and, and Penske does a phenomenal job at, at this, and they always seem to be at the top of the heap when there are a lot of unknown factors going in, absolutely. Well, I was told, and I don't know if it's the case this past weekend at St. Louis, but I was told that he put specific emphasis on winning the dirt race at Bristol and winning the race at the Coliseum. Like, he absolutely wanted to be the guy that said, I won the first one of these. So, Hmm. where I don't know that other people put as much emphasis into those particular races. So, I mean, it's something that's important to him, and it's paid off every time he's tried to do it. Yeah, no question. Uh, Well, I mean, and then you look at, you know, his teammate Ryan Blaney, you you had him uh, pegged in this one and finished fourth. You know, top five finish. That's that's what you expect from uh, from this team. And and then Austin Cindric at eleven, so just missed the top ten. Penske was uh, rolling uh, as we yeah, have the seen. The Fords were really good this weekend. Yes, they were. I mean, <laughs> All of them. they were they yeah they were really good. Even Michael McDowell was running well. I mean they they are they are. It's really funny because you're starting to see which cars are, are good at which configurations and the shorter tracks, the Fords are really good. You know, I, I was, I was, I was reading through some NASCAR news and for, for whatever reason, I just keep coming back to, to Ross Chastain and track house because it's this team has just been, unreal all season long nobody expected this team in the you know essentially its first year to be anywhere near where they have found themselves and you know i i wanted to ask you do you think it is because of their pedigree at the top or is ross chastain and you know daniel suarez are, are they the reason that this is happening or is it just a perfect marriage of uh, crew ownership and drivers? 
Well, I think it's a combination of things. I think for starters, I think that people underestimated what the one team and Ross Chastain were capable of because they were switching organizations. But that is the exact same team from crew chief to tire changer to engineer to everything that was running the in the um, car last year at Chip Ganassi Racing mm-hmm. So in the 42. So they've been together now for a season and a half. And, you know, Ross was in the Chip Ganassi organization longer than that. So I think that they're ahead of development of what people thought they were going to be purely because people didn't take that into consideration. Like this team's been together for a while now. Um, but I also think it has a lot to do with Justin Marks and 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 Ty Norris and, and the way that those guys at Trackhouse Racing set up that organization. I think um, because they've all been a part of organizations that have been great successes, they've also been a part of organizations that have not been great successes. They've taken that experience and set these guys up in the best possible position to win and and it's paid off i mean they didn't have to make the mistakes that 2311 is making right now um because they've been there done that they've all been a part of other organizations and management and so forth so they're just ahead of the game as most new teams because they're new really in name only gotcha and that that makes a lot of sense I've I've been impressed with them all year long and oh they're impressive what they're doing is really impressive they're and Daniel Suarez, I think, is going to get a win this year. Like, I think even though that the performance of the 99 team has tailed off a little bit here in the middle part of the season, I think that, you know, the right track and the right situation, they've, they're they up front enough that they're going to find a win or a win's going to find them. Yeah, I mean, he won a stage at, at, at Charlotte. I mean, that's yeah. pretty darn impressive in and of itself. Yeah. So. Yeah. This week we had, we have two out of the next three races will be courses. And... This week it's in California. They head to Sonoma, where I guess the those of us uh, who were not fans from 1998 to 2018 have not seen this uh, particular setup of Sonoma with the shoot, and they are bringing it back, and a lot of folks are happy. Yeah, there's a lot of drivers that haven't driven this. I just got off a, a call uh, for my race show for next week uh, with Tyler Reddick and, and he's never driven it in this configuration. So I think it's going to be uh, a new experience for a lot of drivers to drive it this way. It should be faster. It should make the race a little bit more entertaining. Um, not that Sonoma needs much more entertaining. I personally like it. It's probably my favorite of the road courses because um, it's a little more technical, but it's wide enough for cup cars. Like I think sometimes um some of the road courses aren't really made for for cup cars. They're made for you know um, Indy cars or F1. or F1 or whatever rally cars, whatever. And so, um, but I think this is a really good car for the Cup Series to run, and I I really enjoy this race. And uh, it's also a race where you can see a few tempers fly for sure. And considering how uh, Ross Chastain, speaking of, made so many best friends last week in oh, St. Yeah. Louis, <laughs> yeah, he... this is a place where it could come back to him. <sighs> Man, things got a little tense. They, they they really did. That was, but you know, it that's that's what makes NASCAR fun. The These funniest are, thing of the whole thing for me was watching Chase Elliott fans and Denny Hamlin fans unite because you know, they hate each other. They do, you know. But it, well, everyone hates Denny Hamlin. If you're if you're a fan of Denny, you typically don't have a whole lot of friends. I mean, I like Denny Hamlin. I like him fine. I just. <laughs> 
I know that he, <laughs> he, he is Bubba Wallace. He is. So a, Bo should like him. He's a, I don't have a problem with him, but, <laughs> but I, I, he's polarizing though. He's he is very polarizing. polarizing. <laughs> he, yeah. And so it's interesting to watch anybody, uh, <laughs> kind of side with Denny as, but especially chase, chase fans. Yeah. Especially chase. chase Elliott fans. They've got a history. They don't like each other, but it was, so it was amusing, but I think that the road course this week should, it has a possibility to create more of those kind of rivalries because it's, it's, I wrote a, a column a few years ago about uh, short tracks, uh, road courses being the new short tracks, because there seems to be as much bumping and running and, and as much beating and banging on the road courses as there are at the short tracks these days. No, I, I wonder, there has been a shift in not just the style, but the ability to drive these courses in the last few years is, is it because, you know, the, these drivers have been running, you know, different types of, uh, of styles before they get to the cup or it, what's making them, you know, what's making these races so much more entertaining than they were in the late nineties. Well, for starters, you can't take any races off. I mean, there was a time where guys didn't want to run road courses. So they just go find themselves Boris said, or, or, um, Scott Pruitt or one of those guys and put them in the car and, and run and you get your owner point to move on. But the way the point structure is now, you have to be good at road courses. There's way too many of them and they're way too important if you're trying to make the playoffs to blow off. So drivers have had to elevate their game in order to be competitive at the road courses in order to be able to compete for championships. So I think that's a lot of it. And I think too, that, you know, I talked, years ago to to Clint Boyer about this, I think that once they actually applied themselves, they actually found out that it was kind of fun and they enjoyed it and they enjoyed running this style of track. And, you know, Clint, for one, actually became a pretty good road course racer, which you never would have expected that from his background. But, you know, it's just you had every point and every stage point is so important. Now, the way the playoffs are structured, you cannot be bad at any track. You have to be and they go. We talked about this before with Bubba Wallace, but there's more drivers, but he's a really good example. You cannot be competitive for a championship if you are not good at every kind of track. It makes a lot of sense. Kyle Larson, who won the race uh, last year, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yes. you know, he's, he said that this is a, uh, a place where you're going to be bouncing over curves and, and, you know, cars, cars, cars will move around and that sort of thing. And the last, uh, the last winner of, this particular setup with the shoot was Martin Truex Jr. So, with that being said, what do we expect this weekend? Uh, you think the the typical Hendrix cars will be up front? Well, I think they're. You always have to assume that Hendrix cars are going to be up front because they're just that good and that uh, good of an organization. But I really think that you, you know, without have not seen them out on the track yet, I think that the Toyotas. Um, will probably be pretty good because their drivers are all really good on the road courses. Denny Hamlin mentioned Truex. Christopher Bell's only wins on the road course. Kyle Busch is very good on the road course. Kurt Busch is very good on the road courses. Bubba, not so much. But the rest of the Toyota drivers are pretty good on the road courses. So I look for Toyota drivers to be up front. And I think that Martin Truex Jr. is very close to getting his first win of the year. And you mentioned he's the last guy that won on this configuration. So I think I would probably go with Trix, but given the fact that this is in the next gen car and the, and the new configuration, I mean, 
it's kind of a wild card. I don't really know what to expect, but I like a guy with experience like Truex for sure. As long as he doesn't try to get payback to Ross Chastain too, too quickly. <laughs> well, there's going to be a long line to, to Ross Chastain, so <laughs> you may have to wait a few weeks. <laughs> that would be just Take a fun. ticket, take a seat. Huh? <laughs> there go. Take a number. There's going to be a few. And that's that's uh, as long as it's before the playoffs. I'm not. I, I'm not sure. I care. Oh man. Well, you know, it could be like uh, like uh, Kevin Harvick last year trying to get payback on uh, Chase, and then he got so nervous he wrecked himself. Right. That was. <laughs> so, at Charlotte, that was one of the more amusing things I've seen. <laughs> I'll tell you, this this year has seen a lot of skirmishes. I mean, they, more than normal. I don't know if well, it was the, because they couldn't talk to each other during COVID, so they just finally got face to face, and then they're they're taking a bunch of frustration. I just think the cars out. are so equal. The cars yeah. are so equal and so tight that you know you're having to make evasive moves and moves that you probably wouldn't have made in the old car and do things, cut people off or cut them close or slide job them or any of the moves that you have to bump and run that you guys wouldn't have done in the past. And I think. Especially when you look at a guy like Ross, who's super aggressive anyway, and people kind of take exceptions to the way he drives. Guys that aren't that aggressive are super, or even more annoyed the fact that he's amped up his his aggressiveness. Could, could you imagine the Tim Richmond and 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 Dale Earnhardt Sr. in these cars, <laughs> always being around everybody? Uh, yeah, oh no, in, in such a tight. Oh, it would it would yeah. be brutal. It, it would be, be great. Oh, it would be <laughs> it would be phenomenal racing. It, it would just be a, a lot worse than it even is now. So and there would be down. fights. <laughs> oh, all the every fights. weekend, all the fights. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Heather Williams, WCYB TV. As always, we appreciate your time and looking forward to talking to you next week. Yeah, fun as always, guys. Oh, that's great. Actually, you won't be talking to her. I will not, but somebody will. JP, what are we going to do? Oh, we can uh, can talk a little cars. Call your redneck friends. Yeah, I've been to a NASCAR race or two. Okay, well, good. Well, it's it's (laughs) Nashville week. That's right. So all we'll have to do is wind Heather up and say go, and just, she'll be just, just fine. Point, just point, point yeah. and shoot, huh? She she's nodding. She's still listening. She's ready. <laughs> well, good. I, I, rest your voice up, Heather. <laughs> we'll talk a little high school news when we come back on Main Street Sports. They're presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Y'all stick around after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 
or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in. Main Street Sports today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Just uh, hanging out here on a Wednesday, talking a little sports with my friends J.P. Plant and Mo Patton. Got a lot, uh, a lot of fun stuff to get to, and you know one of the things that we like to do here at Main Street Sports today is kind of dive into the Middle Tennessee high school uh pool i don't know high school stories and one is because that's, <clears throat> that's what we do this one particularly down in the southern middle tennessee region where we are pretty well versed in the high school world it's a it's a little bit of a a groundbreaker Little little earth shattering. The Hoth family, not just one, not just two, all three, Jason, Jace, and Nate Hoth, all headed north to Wilco to play for the class five A finalist, Charles Rathbone and the Page Patriots, Mo. Um Another interesting chapter in what's been an interesting story for close to a year now, I guess. Um, Jason Hoth was the head coach at Columbia Central for five years until last July. I think it was specifically July 11th when one of the first acts of incoming principal Kevin Eady was dismissing Jason Hoth as head football coach. Um, Jason joined the coaching staff at Spring Hill. Jace was a junior at that time, and Nate was an incoming freshman. Um, Both of them stayed at Columbia Central as students. Um, Again, Jason went to Spring Hill both as an assistant football coach and as a teacher. And His alma mater. 
mm-hmm. his alma mater, exactly. And following the weekend of the um, the Jamborees, decided that he wanted to be able to see his sons play football. So stepped away from the Spring Hill football coaching staff. Uh, Jace went on to become the um, Region 6-5A co-defensive lineman of the year. Columbia Central advanced to the second round of the playoffs. Um, and Nate showed a lot of promise as a freshman. Um, both of them were involved in winter sports at Columbia Central. Jace played basketball. Nate wrestled. And once they got done with those seasons, um, they both transferred to Spring Hill. Neither of them took part in any football activities at Spring Hill. And so now all three, as you said, are headed to Page. Jason will be coaching inside linebackers. And Jace is getting set for hopefully a pretty big senior year, stepping into a team that, like you said, is the um, defending Region 6-5A champion and coming off of a state championship game appearance. And and Nate is he's he's gonna make an impact somewhere there. Uh, you said region six five A. Is there anybody in particular in that region that might uh warrant some consideration for uh circling dates on calendars? Well it depends on who you ask, because if you ask Jason Hoth, listen they're all they're all circled. Listen. listen. <laughs> I've been watching Because I did. <laughs> I've been watching House. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing that House is adamant about in this entire thing is that patience lie. And so do coaches. Uh, bottom line is coaches lie. All I can tell you is what the man said. I know that. I'm just saying. Um, per, <laughs> I guarantee you <laughs> they might all be circled, but one of them's in red while the others are in black. Well, that one is... <laughs> Week 7, September 30th, and it's at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. It is, in fact, because it was not at it was at Page last year. So, yeah. You so, will. But, I mean, again. The return. Of the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're all circled, I guess. I'm looking forward to the schedule. Hmm. I know Page is in the same region I'm used to being in. I'm excited to see a lot of familiar faces. Certain games are meaningful, but one of Page's biggest games is a non-region game, the first game of the year against Fairview, the Battle of 840. Get to go against my former team, my alma mater, Franklin. I coached with David Davis. I'll get to see a lot of familiar faces. I'm excited about that. You too can read that in the article that's on our website at MainStreetMurray.com or um, – in our print edition, actually, as well. So that you can get in racks right now or wait till tomorrow and get it, get in, it your in your mailbox if you are a subscriber. Yeah. Mo, Mo I, I assume this conversation was via telephone with, with Coach. Yeah. So, you know, to what Chris is talking about, what you didn't see was the facial expression no. as, <laughs> as, as he answered that question about all. <laughs> All games are circled. Uh, uh. Listen, we uh, everybody who's who's listening to this show or watching this show knows what coach speak is. Well, that's it, coach, well, and, and that's it's fine. Not, it, I'm not coach, mad at him. I'm not mad at him for what he said. I'm not mad at him if he does have it circled because we're all sure, human as sure. well, and we all got 
axes to grind with somebody. It should be circled. Yeah. I'd be mad if it wasn't circled. I'd be shocked if it wasn't circled. <laughs> right. I mean, you're telling me that you don't care. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I look, I mean, it, it, and not, it's, it's okay to care. Yeah, exactly. Well, you should care. And that's, it's perfectly fine. I'm just saying that coach speak is a thing and uh, coaches lie. Like, you know, certain softball coaches who say they don't have an ace pitcher, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> not to call anybody out or anything. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, speaking of diamond sports in high school, TWSAA made some changes yesterday at its board of control meeting. Uh, and I don't know if they a, made that change just yesterday or today. Uh, it may have been today. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, um, but nonetheless, a change has been made in the baseball, the way that they do baseball. Now, it's not the way that I proposed, but it's, it's even. Well, what did you propose? Well, on the show, I mean. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 64 team. Oh, no, year. it's not that. It not wasn't going to be that. No. <laughs> it never was. <laughs> but they did get some best of threes out of it and an, and an additional double elimination tournament. Because now you've got uh, region winner and runners up going to a single regional site for a four-team double elimination tournament to determine who goes to the sectionals. That's right. It's a lot of games. You're talking a lot of baseball. So your region tournament is going to be double elim. Fourteen. Fourteen double, double elimination. That's correct. A la NCAA regionals. That's that's correct. So somebody could wind up playing seven games. Um, I don't think you can play seven. You can play one, two, three, four. You can play six. The seventh game is the winner's bracket final. So you're if you're if you're oh, somebody could okay, somebody could play five games. They could play six. One, two. Three, four, five, six. Four yes. teams total double you could, elimination. You could play. Uh, you could play six. You can't play seven. The seventh game you wouldn't be in because it's the winners bracket final. But you would be in every other game if you lose the first one and play the if necessary. You would play six games. So, it because the only game that you wouldn't be in again is no. That's, I guess you're right. It is five because you're obviously you're not playing the the game above you. One, two. The tournament will have four, seven five, total six. games. No one team will play all seven games. Right. You can't play it all is five. five. You're right. It's yeah, five. it's it's a bit confusing because the, the regionals you hear, uh, you know, the, the Monday, if necessary, games were all game seven. Game seven, but nobody played nobody in all played seven all of those games. It was games. just the seventh game of the whole week. Right. But someone could conceivably play five games. Correct. Mm-hmm. You lose your first one and go all the way. And here's back. the thing. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure. I mean – once you get to that seventh game, you're you're guaranteed a spot in the sectional a la sub regional. That's now a three game set. They've they've basically set this up as the college playoffs. This is now exactly the way that the College World Series playoffs are, are constructed. And what's interesting is you made the comment earlier this week about arms. College programs not necessarily having the arms to get through that regional 
but you're asking high school teams to do it at the state level. Well, now you're asking them to do it at the regional level. Well, yes. I mean, the, the four team is a little, it's not completely different. It's a little different, but it's certainly not. I mean, no, it's a lot different because well, you, you had region semifinals. You had region finals, two games. Yeah. But the, but the region final and region winner and loser advance. Mm-hmm. So, so who advances out of this? I assume. I assume that's the only way to get to a sectional is to have. Well, yeah, you got to. Yeah, so the two region finalists will advance to sectionals, you would think. That's just, you know, at a time when you're concerned about arm care and player safety and that kind of thing, adding games, I'll be interested to see what the schedule ramifications are. Yeah, I, well, the only thing that changes is that district tournaments, according to you know this, is the district tournaments must be completed by May 9th. But I wonder if you will play fewer games during the regular season to prepare yourself as to not overuse your I don't games. think you can play fewer games because while you don't want to overuse pitchers, you've got to develop pitchers. And the you only way to, to develop, develop them is well, they got to pitch. Maybe, maybe you just, you're going to end up seeing a lot of teams pitching a lot of folks who aren't pitchers during some regular season games that you probably shouldn't. And that's a great idea. <coughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be real interesting. And, and what's interesting on top of it is apparently it was baseball only. It wasn't baseball and softball. Correct. It's just baseball. So, well, I have, uh, there were some other discussions at the board of control meeting and we'll talk to Tyler Palmatier tomorrow about some of those, including classification uh, the discussion around travel and that extra fourth classification. And so yeah. I'm interested to know who the new assistant executive director is. There it's, Which was item number 36 on the agenda. Nobody made it that far. <laughs> oh, but yeah, tomorrow Tyler Palmatier will talk a little more about the board of control meeting from this week. So, Come back with us tomorrow, but right now, come back with us and we will talk a little Braves. We'll get to West Rucker and Wild and Wacky Wednesday all in the next set, so stick around. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joints back after this.